Hello from the fort. Welcome to Toros in the Middle, the podcast, a place where we sit down with various members of our community to learn about the people that make every space, classrooms to cafeteria, at Spanish Fort Middle School, the amazing place that it is. I'm your host, Jacqueline Richardson. This is Toros in the Middle, the podcast, and I want to welcome you to episode four. Today, we are talking to Coach Bradley Blackman about Spanish Fort Middle School football. It is game day and the season opener against Fairhope. Coach Blackman talks about the success of the program and what we can expect this season. Welcome to the show, Coach Blackman. Thank you for being here. Good morning. Thanks for having me. So we want to start off with just giving us a rundown of how you got to the fort. Where have you taught and coached? Uh, I've taught at Gulf Shores High School and Alberta Middle School. So this is my third stop on my journey. So a couple of different schools then. Um, Tell us what you love about coaching. Well, I'd say that uh, seeing your former players and uh, seeing how successful they become as they um, get older and kind of mature and the day before – you know, we came back to school. I had to cut grass with my nephew, mm-hmm. and I had to go get gas for the lawnmower. Yeah. And uh, I saw two former players in the same gas station, one from Gulf Shores and one from Foley. Um, was get, it Bucky's? No, it was not. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't have to drive that far to get gas, thankfully. Um, but I saw two former players, one from Foley and one from Gulf Shores, and one kid that I had coached in 1996 when I first started as a wow. volunteer. And I saw the other kid from Gulf Shores I coached in like 2011 or 2010, mm-hmm. somewhere in that ballpark. Mm-hmm. And uh, both kids are very successful. The one kid from Foley actually is a co-owner of a Moe's and Foley. Wow. Moe's Barbecue. So I was, I was like, hey, man, hook me up. Anyway, <laughs> um, the other kid, you know, he just graduated from Auburn and was doing good things with his life. So that was cool to see. And every coach and every teacher gets that nervous feeling before school starts. Yeah. And you wonder why you do what you do. And uh, to see them and their success really makes you proud and makes you understand why you do what we do. Yeah. So just kind of took, us, took a little bit of anxiety yeah. out of my yeah. turn back to school. So your team won the championship last year, making that six for you. You are on a 36-game winning streak. Tell us what the secret to your success is. Well, um, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of hardworking kids and uh, who have a desire to get better. That's been the common denominator at both all places I've been. Um, I've had success at Gulf Shores when they haven't had much success in middle school football in mm-hmm. 2A. And uh, we actually had the only winning season they ever had down there. Those kids worked extremely hard. They bought into what we were trying to do. And everybody pulled together, and it was awesome. Alberta, same thing. You know, we had great kids, great parents that worked with us. Um, a lot of hard practice, a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and it paid off for us. Um, and even here, you know, the kids just have a never-say-die attitude. Um, they get after it every day at practice. And they're middle school kids, so you get frustrated at times because mm-hmm. they bite the horse around and be kids. <laughs> but, you know, when it's time to get serious, they know when to buckle down and, and get it going. Yeah. Um, you know, we have some core values we try to teach our kids. Uh, choices, making good choices, uh, having a great attitude, um, self-discipline effort giving a great effort every day and having some self-discipline and if they can do all those things 
and we instill those in them. They'll they'll carry over in their you know life after football. Right, so. right. So tell us about the playmakers this season. Who can we look for? I hate to single out kids because it puts a target on their back, and other coaches maybe listen to this. I'm <laughs> drop this down, I guess. I don't know. Hopefully not. But uh, Cole McConaughey is going to be our quarterback, probably. Um, we'll probably rotate him and a couple other guys at quarterback. But he played for us last year, mm-hmm. and he moved in from Louisiana, and he played defensive line for us last year. So this is like a total yeah. transformation for him. Yeah. Uh, he's a great kid, great work ethic. He's gone to a bunch of camps in the summertime, went to the Manning Academy. Uh, he's wow. a good leader. You know, he's sharp kid. He's in all advanced classes, as I recall. So he's he's doing a great job leading the team and carrying mm-hmm. the quarterback situation. Uh, Drew Williamson, he's our Swiss Army knife. <laughs> he's a jack of all trades, if you will. Um, he'll be our running back. He'll play some quarterback, slot receiver, linebacker. If I could put a mm-hmm. number fifty three seventy nine, he'd probably play offensive line for us. He's a great <laughs> little kid, great little athlete. Um, He'll play multiple positions. He'll be a big part of this, too. Uh, Bishop Burkhalter is a linebacker, a tight end, and a fullback. Um, he played for us last year, and he made all county also. He's just a tremendous athlete, great mm-hmm. basketball player, and he's a difference maker wherever he put, gets on the field. Mm-hmm. He's a great leader. Kids listen to him. You know, yeah. he's intense, to say the least. So <laughs> he's, he's, he's a good one for us. Uh, my son, Bree Blackman, I don't like to brag on my own son, but I have to a little bit, I guess. Um, He's an offensive and defensive lineman. He wants to play quarterback, but I can't let him because he's too big. <laughs> he, uh, he played as a seventh grader and uh, did good things for us last year, and he's really shown some maturity this year and shown some leadership. The other day, kids were running out on the field to warm up, and he was giving everybody a high five and Aww. getting them pumped up and yeah. having yeah. some energy. So. Yeah. Um, seventh graders, we have Sawyer Wilson. Uh, I coached both of his brothers. I coached one at Gulf Shores and one up here. He's a – He's a seventh grader, but he's been playing football since he probably could walk. And uh, he's just a great <laughs> little kid, just runs hard, plays hard, mm-hmm. plays way above his head. He, he he doesn't weigh that much, but he plays like he's a 250-pound <laughs> monster. So we love him. He's a great kid. Uh, Javante Wilson, he'll play some linebacker for us and probably some running back. He's a good little athlete. He gets after it. He caught my park ball last year when I got to watch him a couple times and he really stood out quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gray Freeman, he's offensive defense lineman for us. And he doesn't say a whole lot. He just comes to work every day, yeah. gets his lunchbox, and just, you know, does his thing. And I, I appreciate him for that. Gabe Myers <clears throat> is a speedster. He can run like a deer. Um, <laughs> he can really scratch the field. And he kind of gives us a deep threat also. He's a tough kid also. And Brian Baggett, um, he plays defensive end for us, or bull linebacker, I guess you call him. He's a huge addition for us. Um, he moved in last year. He's got a ton of potential. He's mm-hmm. just a he play. I think he played JV ball last year at his wow. old school. So wow. he's he's yeah. seen some older kids and yeah. toughened him up a little bit. So we're mm-hmm. proud to have him here. The other players that we're going to rely a lot on are Drew Pannoni, Mason Green, Blake Smith, Kel Cornegie, uh, Regil Wilson, Markel Kyer, and many others. Um, it take two hours to go through all right. the kids and give right. them a compliment. They yeah. all work hard. Yeah. And we hope to get everybody on the field at some point during the season to contribute. Yeah. And all the kids that come out and play, you know, we try to do the best we can to get them in the game. Mm-hmm. Uh, I told the kids the other day that my favorite player is that kid that may not get in the game very much, but he comes to work every day, doesn't complain, and just works his butt off. Mm-hmm. I'll get that game, get that kid in the game as fast as I can. Yeah, so. yeah. 
So tell us how you work with the high school. Do you implement their language, their scheme into your program? We, uh, we try to use all the terminology the high school uses just so it's not a culture shock to them when they move up to the high school level. Uh, Coach Blatton does a great job uh, being around our kids, mm -hmm. talking to our kids. Our kids worked out at the high schools. We don't have a facility here. But, uh, you know, me and Coach Blatton go way back uh, to Gulf Shores. Uh, I was his head middle school coach there mm -hmm. for a year and um, moved on to Alberta. But we always had a good working relationship. Um, our values and our goals are the same for both programs. We're trying yeah. to prepare these kids for the high school because the expectations are high. And we try to set them high here so when they carry over, it's not such a big right. you know, change for them. Right. Uh, this past spring, um, Coach Blackman invited us to go to on a staff trip to Clemson mm -hmm. and the University of Georgia. And me and Coach Hickson, who's now coaching at the high school, but he does mm -hmm. help us out and he teaches here at middle school, so he's part of our program also. And we got to see a lot of good football, talk with the college coaches, talk about, you know, their expectations and their yeah. team building and all that kind of thing. And some schemes also, which we're coaching middle school kids, so we can't run all the complex right. things, but we can try to make it middle school friendly as much as we can right, right. and use the same kind of ideas. But uh, that was a cool experience mm -hmm. for both of us. And we got to have fellowship with the varsity staff and mm -hmm. get to know them better. And it was just a really good experience. Yeah, yeah so. that sounds amazing. Mm -hmm. um, so I know that offense sells tickets, mm -hmm. but defense wins championships. So what can we expect, expect on the defense side of the ball? Well, I've, I've always been an offensive coach because that's, I played offensive line in high school and mm -hmm. college. And year before last, my first came to Spanish Fork. I got kind of thrown into being a defensive coordinator, so that was a different, uh, a different experience for me. <laughs> Luckily, we had enough kids to make me look good, but <laughs> is it wasn't me, I promise. Um, we're uh, work in progress. Um, the complexity of the high school programs uh, scheme or whatever is very difficult to teach young kids because it's you're trying to make them drink from a waterfall essentially, and you're trying to teach them all this terminology and all these schemes and it can be overwhelming for those kids and right. us as coaches right, yeah. we're like it's light going off you know half the battle on defense is lining up properly mm -hmm. and i told the kids when we first started practicing august the fifth or whatever that when we can line up properly that's half the battle mm -hmm. and just this past week the light went off, which made me feel a thousand percent better. Because <laughs> the first two weeks of practice, we're, everybody's running around like a, you know, like crazy, not yeah. knowing where to go. Yeah. And uh, we finally settled down, and we we stopped, and we walked through formations and how to line up, and that really made a huge difference as far as you know getting our defense ready to play. Um, you know, we got to teach these kids that it's not the it's not the big hit that's going to make the play. It's going to be making a good tackle for a two-yard gain versus a seven-yard gain that you're trying to knock some guy's head off. Yeah. You know, playing good fundamental football, mm -hmm. not trying to get the highlight shot mm -hmm. and get your Instagram post, you know, <laughs> thousand likes or whatever. So uh, we're a work in progress. You know, we opened up the season with Fairhope, which is going to be a tough game. And uh, it was very low scoring last year. And, uh, you know, kind of coming out of the gate, playing a quality opponent like that is going to be a – very very big challenge for us and we'll see where we're at you know yeah. we don't really get a, a preseason game or right. didn't have a jamboree this year to kind of work out some of the kinks it's mm -hmm. going to be you know go right off the bat and right. good luck you know right and we're going to try to get better the better as we go so what is 
What is something that the community, what do you need from the community to make your program more dominant? Well, first support, always, you know, support our kids, uh, talk positive to them about their football experience. If they're having a tough time with it, just keep building them up, pump them up. Mm -hmm. um, us coaches try to do the same thing. You know, some kids get frustrated because playing time and whatnot, and they're not, maybe, maybe they think they're not getting enough playing time, but there's a method to the madness. Right. Also, we are looking to build a field house mm -hmm. on our campus. Yeah. Uh, we do not have a field house. Right now we have um, equipment in two different storage containers that mm -hmm. are not air conditioned. Mm -hmm. They're not climate controlled. So they sit out in the heat all day in those locked up bins. Yeah. And also because of the situation we're in and everything is kind of here and there, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's it's very confusing for us as coaches because equipment gets put in different things. We, we may forget something right. and our field is 300 yards from the gym right. and, and we have a golf cart we use to haul everything up, but it's not enough. Um, we'd like to maybe get a, some kind of John Deere gator or something like that, maybe down the road, but the field house would be the game changer. Right. We can put a weight room in there so we can take some of the pressure off the high school, having to deal with our kids up there mm -hmm. all the time, which mm -hmm. I know they don't mind it, but yeah, I just, think that would help us and uh and have a small weight room maybe three or four racks five racks whatever and also have a locker room yeah and another safety standpoint too is our weather down here is crazy yeah as always yeah you know it we always get the afternoon thunderstorms we try to go out there and practice we see lightning or we get a notification on our phone from mm -hmm. the apps we have that lightning is nearby we have to sprint 100 mm -hmm. to 150 yards off the field to get to shelter right that's a safety issue to me as a coach because I don't want to see my kids injured by a lightning strike. And I don't like lighting myself. So, <laughs> um, and getting 60 kids, 50, 60 kids herded up mm -hmm. to go back to the school yeah. is like herding cats. It's just <laughs> impossible. Um, yeah. and it's, it's a big headache for us. But I think the field house being over on our field would be a great safety feature for us. And plus, we can store all of our equipment in one location, mm -hmm. cuts down some of the stress on the coaches. And the kids from having to get things and haul them all the way up to the mm -hmm. to the field, which yeah. is a good distance away. So yeah, um, yeah, they just support our kids, and if you want to contribute to that build house, that's the main okay. main deal right there. Yeah. Okay. Well, tell us what your off season looks like. Well, like I said, the high school is very uh, accommodating for us as far as like um, getting our, our kids prepared. Um, we have a good relationship with D one mm -hmm. out of Mobile. D1 performance training. Mm -hmm. uh, one of my parents actually is the owner of that, and he does a good job of getting our kids in shape yeah. and, and learning football movements and that kind of thing. Yeah. And the high school coaches actually invest a lot of time over the summer working our kids out in the afternoons, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a great, great off season. And plus that time in workouts is a good bonding time for the yeah. kids because it brings them together. They yeah. see each other working out and they encourage each other. Right. It's a real big team building thing for them. So. Yeah. And our numbers were pretty good, not as good as I'd like, but, you know, people go on vacations and whatnot. Right, sure. and it's summertime, you know, it's mm -hmm. their time to relax. But we're trying to get them prepared for the high school because yeah. <laughs> the high school goes every yeah. four days a week, yeah. you know, from early in the morning until about mid-morning. And yeah. it, it's it's almost like a job for them. Right, and they, right. they take it serious up there. And that's we're trying to get that mentality down here kind of because everything trickles down yeah. from college to, uh, to high school to us. Mm -hmm. and. We're just trying to get them prepared for that. Okay. So tell us about your coaching staff. Coaching staff. We have a great coaching staff. I'm very uh, pleased to have these guys. 
I hate losing Coach Hickson to the high school. He did a great job with our kids last year. He's a good mentor to those kids. Yeah. But he's on our campus, which is still something I can rely on with him. Right. Um, you know, dealing with kids. But Wes Overton is our offensive coordinator. He's been here for a while, maybe five or six years. And he knows all the ins and outs of middle school football here in the county. Um, he has varsity experience up at Excel High School, and he, play, he played at Bayside. And he does a great job teaching our offense and not just drawing up plays, mm-hmm. which, you know, some coaches are more play drawers than they are teachers. So mm-hmm. we try to teach our kids offense, the why we do the things we do. Mm-hmm. We're both like-minded, and uh, we get along great. You know, if I want to try a play out, he'll, he, he does yeah. it. And yeah. if he wants to try something, I let him do it. So yeah. he's also a great algebra teacher here at the school. <laughs> And he's a dual threat. He's yeah. a great teacher on the field and all. So yeah. he's yeah. good. Uh, Rhett Trantine is our defense coordinator. He's been coaching forever. Uh, actually, I never coached with him, but he was down at Gulf Shores when I was. Mm-hmm. He's just been about everywhere I can think of. <laughs> he's coached the last couple of years at College Hill, Christian Mobile, mm-hmm. Jackson High School in Jackson, Alabama, uh, Gulf Shores, Baymanette, Daphne. Yeah. Just to, he's made around. So yeah. um, he loves to coach the kids, and you can tell that. I mean, he. He wants his kids to be successful, and you know he's been a high school coach for a lot of years, so he's having to transition to from high school to middle school. Mm-hmm. He's good right with the kids and has a wealth of knowledge about the game, and he teaches at the high school, which is unique for us because most yeah. of our guys coach here right. or teach here and coach at the high school, so right. that's kind of a reverse situation. Yeah. Our last coach is uh, Truett Wakefield. He's a veteran coach that coaches our defensive line and wide receivers. Um, he comes to us from Burns Middle School in Mobile. Uh, he has a number of years of experience coaching and teaching eighth grade science. So, so tell us um, off the field and in the classroom what you expect of your players. Okay, I expect my kids, our players, excuse me, to respect their teachers and their classmates. Mm-hmm. We don't do bullying here. I don't put up with it because I was bullied as a kid and I cannot stand it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my first, my big pet peeves. I expect them to do the right thing and make good decisions. Yeah. Uh, I expect them to give great effort in the classroom and on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, classroom. Football is a finite sport. It has a definite ending to it. Uh, your classroom, what you learn in class, the lessons you learn, the character you learn in class will carry on for a lifetime. Mm-hmm. They have to be accountable for their actions. You know, every action has a reaction and a, a consequence. You know, yeah. uh, you mess up, you have to pay the price, you know, yeah. whether it be written up or dealing with me at the end of practice, <laughs> after long practice, having yeah. to do some punishment for not doing being accountable for yourself. Yeah. Also have enough self-discipline to do all those things I just mentioned and uh, do what's need to be done when it's time to do it. Yeah. So. Yeah. What is the most successful team you've been a part of? Well, I've been very fortunate to have been around a lot of successful teams. Uh, I've been a part of coaching the last six county championships, uh, the last four at Alberta and the last two here. Mm-hmm. Uh, my record since 2012 is 50 and 5. So. Wow. It's hard to point one or single one out. Yeah. I, I don't think it's fair to the kids to sing those teams out, but I'll, I'll give you a few. Uh, my favorite team I've coached ever <laughs> was the team last year. Uh, we went undefeated. Uh, they weren't the most athletic kids in the world. They uh, didn't have the most talented as far as athletic-wise, mm-hmm. but they gave it all they had. They didn't have a hand with adversity. They played together. They're just a great team. Yeah. You know, what about who got the ball or who made a tackle just – my black jersey or white jersey made the tackle. Yeah, so yeah. That was awesome. Um, I also faced a lot of adversity off the field. Mm-hmm. Um, we had an issue with a player last year, and we fought through it, and, mm-hmm. you know, it paid off dividends in the end. Yeah. Another team I always cherish is my 2000 team, 2010 team at Alberta. Um, again, not the most talented group in the world, 
We had a, some stiff competition, even though it was 1A. Uh, Summerdale was really good that year. We played them three times. Mm. And they won the first one. We won the last two that counted. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that championship game went to two overtimes. Wow. and Some kid that hadn't caught a ball all year caught a two-point oh. conversion to win the game. So That's awesome. That was pretty special. Yeah. Um, also, your first team that you're a head coach of is always special as well. Mm-hmm. My first year as a head coach was at Gulf Shores Middle School in 2012. Um, we went five and three that year. Mm-hmm. Probably could have been six and two. We lost in the playoffs to Central Baldwin. But yeah. uh, had a bunch of talented kids that year. Um, they played way over their heads. Um, did everything we asked them to do. Mm-hmm. And it paid off for them. That's the, like I said, that's the only year they've ever had a winning season in, yeah. t- in two-way football. That's now great. they're down to 1A again. So yeah. uh, All the kids worked hard. Their success comes from them. We just facilitate it and try to put them in the right position to help the team win and be successful. Mm-hmm. Has anyone influenced your coaching? Uh, where do I start there? Either. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, when I was at Foley, uh, growing up playing, my head coach, Jimmy Nazary, was probably my biggest influence, wanting, wanting to coach. And my offensive line coach, Eddie Willis, who is no longer with us, but he always inspired me to be a coach. We'd go in on Saturdays and go to Hardy's, get a biscuit, and watch film on Saturday mornings, yeah. you know, like at 6 o'clock, when I got the 16-millimeter film back from the, wow. the film company. Yeah. So that's how far I go back. <laughs> um, I've been around some great coaches. Ivan Jones from Foley, they named the field after him. He mm-hmm. won two state championships, and Kenny Staler was played for him. And mm-hmm. um, Keith Smith, I coached with him for a long time at Foley. Uh, Kenny Thomason, Rusty Henson, guy that coached with at Alberta. Mm-hmm. Coach Blackman at the high school. Um, I got tons of books from Vince Dooley to Pat Dye to Bear Bryant. You name <laughs> it, I, I've read books. and yeah. You know, yeah. it's, it's good to be around great people because I, I just like to observe those guys and watch them work and it really, you know, try to emulate some of the things they do. Yeah. And beat myself at the same time. Yeah, yeah. So tell us, um, coming the transition from rec league to school ball, what's some advice for parents? Well, the biggest question is always, can my seventh grader play? And we don't have the manpower to have all of our seventh grade kids play football. Uh, we just don't have enough coaches. And if we had all the seventh graders play, we'd have 150 kids out here. Right. And we don't have a seventh grade schedule. So we have to kind of limit that to eighth graders only, plus mm-hmm. the kids that turn 13 before August 1st. Mm-hmm. So we just have to limit that. Uh, the second thing is that playing time is not guaranteed. And uh, park ball, they have to play, the coaches have to play them eight plays in the game. And they keep yeah. track of it. Right. Uh, our school ball now, they're playing real football. For the school, um, we just can't guarantee playing time. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be that way in the high school. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can't you're not get enough to play, you just won't get to play. I mean, you be a part of the team and everything. And I hate that does sound kind of terse the way I say that. <laughs> but that's just the reality of it. Right. You know, you get to play, you get to earn your spot on the field at practice. You know, if you're, yeah. you're not quite good enough to get there, then, you know, it is what it is. I've been on that side too. Yeah. So. yeah. Also, football is a year-round sport now. Um, we start – fall training in August, but it goes mm-hmm. with workouts and everything else right. goes year round. But I always encourage our kids to play as many sports as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a statistic I saw on Twitter that Ohio State and Urban Meyer would just about only recruit exclusively multi-sport athletes mm-hmm. because they're getting different body movements, they're learning different skills and right. muscle memory and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I think that'd be good. I encourage it. Yeah. All our kids need to play basketball, especially in, high, in middle school. Mm-hmm. So when they get to high school, then things become more specialized. So, yeah. yeah. Um, also, paperwork. 
Yeah. I'm going to encourage my kids in January, they're going to play for me next year, to turn in their paperwork <laughs> using Dragonfly. Yeah. That's been a massive headache right. and a burden on my shoulders. Yeah. But we finally got everybody eligible, except for a couple of kids that have moved in late or mm-hmm. have moved into our school from outside. And uh, once that's like the biggest headache I have. Coaching part's easy. It's all the yeah. you know, particulars, you know, with the yeah. state and whatnot. Yeah. But it, that's that's really the main things I can think of as far as parents go is getting that done. So tell us a football movie that gets you pumped up or an all-time favorite football movie. There's so many football <laughs> movies, it's hard to pick out a few. Um, when the pro- I, was, I was old enough that when the program came out, uh-huh. uh, the guy that busted his head in the window said he had a place <laughs> at the table because he had become a starter. Uh-huh. He was all jacked up on steroids. <laughs> That was one of my favorite movies because you can tell it was kind of framed after a certain college program that I, I think it was Florida State, but I could be wrong. But that's probably my, like most of them anyway in the 80s. Um, let's see. Rudy oh, was awesome because, you know, it's inspirational. Little guy gets out there and mm-hmm. makes it happen. Right. Inspires his teammates. I also love that movie Necessary Roughness mm-hmm. with uh, Texas State. Got the penalties and yeah. they had the uh, kicker. It was a female and that was pretty cool. The Water Boy, it's like the Caddyshack <laughs> of football movies because I can focus about every word of it. Uh, and then you got Friday Night Lights. I actually read the book and it was awesome. And yeah. the movie's pretty good too. Yeah. So yeah. that fire you up. And you got We Are Marshall and then Remember the Titans, always right. uh, go to right. you know, type movie there. Well, the last segment of our show is mm-hmm. um, things that you love about Spanish Ford. Um, we have a great administration. Um, our principals are very supportive and helpful. They know how stressed we are as coaches and teachers, and they work the best they can to help us. And that goes a long way because you can be kind of cast off if you, sometimes, you know, certain people handle things differently. Anyway, yeah. um, I like the fact that really it's about what we do, right. and that really helps us out. Yeah. People here are awesome. You know, when you change schools like I have, like two years ago, mm-hmm. you don't really know what you're getting into. But coming over here, I was kind of nervous about. Okay, is this the right decision? But man, I felt at home from the first day I came over here. Yeah. Um, you really get in your comfort zone. You got teachers that are supportive, administration is supportive, mm-hmm. so parent support's awesome. So mm-hmm. it was really, really good. Really good deal. And then finally are the expectations. I love high expectations. Um, it makes you sharper as a person, as a teacher, yeah. as a coach, um, all those kind of things because it keeps you on your toes. Mm-hmm. And can't really have a day off if you have high expectations. If you take a day off, you put yourself behind. And uh, that I love that part about it. I tell my parents that during our parent meeting. You know, this high school won a bunch of state championships. We've won a couple county championships the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. we want to keep that thing going. Right. And it, I think it helps the kids also be more focused as well, mm-hmm. give them something to shoot for. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. Good luck yeah. at the game tonight. I appreciate it. We're going to do the best we can. <laughs> That was Coach Bradley Blackman, our football coach. You can find their schedule and the roster at our school website, bcbe.org slash SFMS. Thanks for listening and have a great day.